Our story certainly touches base today on a couple of things. I've heard about certain quests that people have set out before them as they enter into the new year. One friend just turned to me and said, world peace. And I'm thinking, okay, that's a great quest. <laughs> Let's keep talking about it and how you plan on getting there. My daughter sent in her two-week notice at work. She's in a big quest right now, trying not to be panicked about looking for a new job, one which has just a little less pressure. We're praying for her quest. And I'm wondering if you would for a moment today consider times when you either felt welcomed or felt unwelcomed. It was so fascinating at Joyce Goldberg's funeral the other day to discover she was this phenomenally welcoming person. Story after story from um, middle-aged men and women who had been welcomed to her home and to her table. Everybody was welcome. Once you had come, the door was always open. Welcoming, welcoming. But I think we know more points where we have not been made welcome at the table. I know when we arrived in France last this past summer, stunned from, of course, the flight and being up and the packing and the day before, and by the time we got there, this was us. And we had to negotiate at the airport in a language we had tried to do a little learning of into, but we realized how little we knew. And we had to get photographs taken. And I'll tell you, it was the most frustrating moment. We sat there for one second, tired, exhausted, thinking, oh my gosh, this is really a land that we needed to do a little bit more study and work before we came. It's not that we didn't feel that we felt unwelcome, but we were navigating something we didn't feel familiar with and we felt rather lost for a moment. We regrouped and it was all right. We're looking at and completing our story today on the 12th day of Christmas, so finally bringing these wise men to the manger. I know it's so distressing, isn't it, to learn that probably Jesus was a child. He did, the, the wise men didn't appear that night long ago when shepherds came and angels sang. This took place a while after the birth of Jesus. And I always feel like I'm breaking someone's heart when I bring that up. To change, to mess with the sacred story. We really don't know the number that showed up. We don't know the genders. And really they weren't kings. And this is what's so fascinating. Did you know that Freddie Mercury, yes, the Bohemian man, his family was a Zoroastrian roots from India. And these guys, and men and women possibly, they're coming out of a Zoroastrian community. Zoroastrian, the Zoroastrian community, which you can even say I'm not good at pronouncing the name or working on it, they're coming out of Persia from the east. These guys are on an enormous quest. We have to get how perilous this was coming thousands of miles simply because they had studied the stars. Zoroastrians study nature and are very in tune with it and believe do not leave a footprint behind you. Some of the earliest ecologists really come out of this tradition. Three principles, have good thoughts, do good deeds, and only share good words. That is, and they, they worship one God. This is a, a group and a faith earlier than Christianity, earlier than Judaism, early in, earlier than Buddhism. This is an ancient culture in Persia, way off in the East. 
Now to Matthew's listeners, to his hearers of this story, to them Persia, think for a moment, Persia represented captivity. These seekers are coming out of Persia, a place where Israel had bound in chains, been bound in chains and dragged off to captivity. They had been held captive in this area. So from this place of captivity and captors comes these interesting group of strangers through a perilous journey, dropping everything that they were doing because they were questing to find answers to important problems. Things they were seeing in the skies, news they were hearing, and as our kids were saying this morning, reminding us, even evidence and other writings and texts of a coming of a Messiah, of one who would save. So they were on this great quest out of Persia, coming, hoping, but not sure about their welcome as they entered land that had formerly been theirs, but now is occupied by Rome. That Persia and these men are not friends to Rome. They are not eager to engage in the empire Yet nonetheless, here we find, after this journey, people outside the covenant, completely foreign, they come in quest. And can you imagine for a moment the thrill Herod had in having these strength? Were they spies? Thanks, Herod. Why are they here? And they come with news of telling me there is another king. Can you imagine? His thrill is not at one of delight. It is one of fear and tre tre trembling, and we discover that all Jerusalem realized this. They were engaged in the fear that are these folks greeting coming? Are they coming as spies? Why are they in our midst? And so the subterfuge that we're familiar with, he visits with them, he wants to hear their story, and he wants to encourage them to bring him news of the birth of this child that they're exploring for. And that scripture says so that they can pay him homage. Hmm. We know, in fact, that that's not was at the root of Herod's heart and never has been. To finish the story, they continue to follow the star. And they come seven miles from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. They're off by seven miles. They come and see this child, this newborn king. And... They discover something that I think they hadn't expected. And that's upon seeing this child, and not in Jerusalem, but at Bethlehem, believing and experiencing that there's something different happening with this king, with this child. They pay homage by kneeling, bowing down to him, and leaving important gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh that represent the life of Jesus to come but also will be very important gifts when it comes to a journey of fleeing because of dreams to another place, fleeing into Egypt. What is it that we're questing for this year? When we enter this new year, what is the catalyst for us to think, what about persisting and pursuing this Christ child? And giving of what we have in our gifts and talents is these interesting figures of scripture bring to this Christ child. What of bringing ourselves to this child once again. And you know what they discover with Joseph and Mary and this child is they were made very welcome. They bowed down. They were welcome at this spot. I'm not sure what Mary and Joseph thought. 
I'm sure Mary added it to what the things were that she was pondering in her heart. But nonetheless, there were not armies that met them that sent them away. There weren't large gates presented that they couldn't enter Bethlehem. They were made welcome, these foreigners, these strangers, to this table, to this meeting with this child. Obviously, I'm thinking of the table that we're about to get to in just a little bit. And the, the interesting piece of this story is Matthew's community would have heard this story and wondered what Matthew was about in presenting these foreigners being made welcome in Bethlehem at the feet of this child. They would have thought, Matthew, these are our captors. These are the ones that have occupied us. Why would you ever begin to think they are welcome at the feet of this child that we're learning about? And Matthew interjecting this story to encourage all of us as we read it, as well as that community, to realize the far reach of the grace of God the far reach of the love of God, that even captors in Persia would be welcomed at the feet of this king, who was not like Herod. So Jerusalem is the seat of power, of prosperity, and that seven miles led them to another scene of humility, of humbleness, Bethlehem, not the power place. Immediately they knew there was something different going on here in the difference between these two cities. And there they were made welcome. Quite a while ago, I had an opportunity to live in Israel and experienced hospitality in a very different way with a Bedouin community that was literally camping in tents. Yep, there were the camels and the donkeys, and they spread a carpet on the floor for the group of us that were coming to visit with pounds of sugar under our arms. But we were seated on this carpet and this Bedouin community made hot, hot tea using our sugar. And we sat in a circle and quiet because we didn't know the language, but nonetheless made welcome to sit as complete foreigners to the situation. And we learned hospitality in a new way, being made welcome there by a Bedouin family in Israel long ago. What does hospitality look like to us? What does welcome look like to us? And Boy, do we have to think about this. Maybe you know that there's meeting Tuesday where a conversation will happen with um, the, the city council and others about whether we will open our local area and county to welcoming highly vetted refugees, vetted up to here, paperwork, lots of paperwork, arms of it they will bring with them. The decision is being made all over Minnesota as to whether we will be welcoming communities or I'm curious down the road to know how you feel about that, because I'm going to go down to that meeting. Again, I say vetted legally here as refugees, wondering if we, in our community here, would be interested in welcoming. And there's an important vote and conversation taking place in our community about it. Let me know how you feel. Let me take your thoughts with me Tuesday down to our courthouse. What does it mean to welcome? foreigners, people that might feel like outsiders, that think differently and worship differently. What does it mean people of a Zoroastrian tradition coming and kneeling before Jesus, were they converted on the spot? Probably not. They took this news back though. Can you imagine the conversation on the journey home another way? What did you think about all this? What was with Herod? Oh, we knew he was a murderous man. Aren't we glad we decided quietly to head home in a different way? 
But has this changed our lives that we have met this child? What news do we take home to our far off land? What does it mean for us to be confronted by that story and consider welcoming into our large county families who have come here and are legally recognized but need to know of a new home? And again, that interesting question this morning, what is it we're questing for as we go into the new year? What are you questing for in your lives personally? What is our community deciding to quest together? So many opportunities, as we have mentioned time and time again, 800 people looking for housing and it will take them two years in the city of Duluth. What does that mean for us? Their quest, our quest, Interesting thing was written by Mary Ann Radmacher, as we work to create light for others, we naturally light our own way. As we work to open our doors to be welcoming, the interesting thing is because of this story and other stories, you and I, who are outliers and foreigners in so many ways, have been made welcome at this table through this child. We are broken, we are sinners. And yet the story that comes to us through this and the rest of scripture is that we too are made welcome at this table because of the work of Christ. What will we quest for this year? How will we decide to welcome people to our table? And I think again about Joyce Goldberg and the ways in which she would say everybody was welcome and her door was open. <coughs> they were welcome at her table, they were welcome at her cabin. And I think she encourages us and her presence that was with us to be considering what it means to be welcoming people as we head into this new year. Seeking after the ways in which the light can go forth and we can be part of that. Let's take a moment to pray. Gracious Lord, help us, we pray, to find ways in which we can be a welcoming community a way in which we can continue to fulfill the quest and the call that you put before us to seek you out and to seek you out in various ways in our community, your presence there, out and about, to be discovered and to be seen. We pray that we may have eyes to see ways in which we might serve you, eyes in which, and ways in which we might bring good news of your love here to our community and far beyond. So be present with us, we pray, Lord. And we give you thanks for this table where we are made welcome. And it's in Christ's name that we pray.